Welcome to the Fast Casual QSR Web and Pizza Marketplace Podcast. Welcome to the Perfecting Pizza Podcast, where we teach you how to better your pizzeria. I'm Mandy Detweiler, Managing Editor of Pizza Marketplace. I'm here today with EJ Kritz of APC. EJ's company has conducted a poll asking more than 400 pizza lovers about how they order, receive, and enjoy their pizzas. So today we're going to take a look at some of that data. EJ, tell us a little bit about your company. Sure. Thanks so much, uh, Mandy, and thanks for having me. So APC, uh, you might have heard of us previously as 8th Power. Uh, We are a customer and guest and employee experience consultancy. So we perform uh, a lot of research on industry trends, and then we help businesses like pizzerias uh, to create strategies and train employees to prepare to deliver great experiences to your guests. So tell our listeners a little bit about how this data came about. What was the impetus behind the poll? So we've been getting really curious about the change in buying habits across a number of different industries. And I I think this literally started from some of us sitting around having pizza and having a discussion. Um, And at the time we were preparing to do work for one of the large national pizza chains. Um, And so we put together this study to start to understand some benchmarks some baseline data about where do we stand today and where might we be heading tomorrow in terms of trends as it relates to one of America's favorite foods. Okay. Okay. How were the respondents selected? We have a proprietary panel, Mandy, of hundreds of thousands of folks, not only around the world, but specifically here in the U.S. And so uh, we took a strong cross-section of folks from various demographics, different parts of the country, urban, rural, high-income, low-income, male, female, to try to get a really nice cross-section of folks. But there was one thing that they all had in common, and that is that they all had recently ordered pizza. Awesome. So you recently interviewed more than um, 300 people. And of those, was it three or 400? I think it was 400. It was like right in the middle. Yeah, something like like that. (laughs) And 100% of those said that they'd ordered pizza either by delivery or by pickup. How did those respondents prefer to order their pizza? Was it was online or in store? What was what was stronger? Online is by far the the driver of ordering as far as preferences are concerned from this study. So we had about 69% of our panelists found that online ordering, be it either on a desktop or through the mobile app, that was their preferred method of ordering pizza. And that was hailed in comparison to telephone that was like the next best one and i think how many of us grew up uh ordering pizza um and that was uh less than 25 percent of survey respondents had said that uh, that's how they prefer to order uh their pizza and then only seven percent uh maybe even a hair under seven percent said that they like to order it in the store um but absolutely ordering online that was the big wave I still order by phone because our local pizzeria doesn't even have an, an online presence. So well, we, we might have to talk about that yeah. local pizzeria here today. Yeah, we, we, um, we call it in and we, we run down there and we pick it up. So it's um, pretty old school, but how do most people, you know, like me, we go and we pick it up. How do most people prefer to receive their pizza? Is it delivery? Is it pickup? Is it dine in? Yeah, that was a really surprising finding from the study, Mandy. And I like how you said we call, we order it, and then we run down and we pick it up. And we found in this study across big pizzerias, small pizzerias all over the place, the number one driver uh, was picking it up 
but by a narrow little margin, margin. Uh, like 49% of survey respondents said, pick it up and 46% said that they like to have it delivered. So that only left about 5% of folks that actually want to stay at the pizzeria um, and actually eat it there. But that's also not surprising. There's such a small percentage of pizzerias that are actually designed uh to to be a sit down sort of establishment if you go to a domino's pizza there's seldom if ever a place to sit so now we're talking about more of a papa gino's if you're in new england or a california pizza kitchen type of model where it's by design is to sit and eat your pizza so yeah um 46 delivered and about 49 percent want to want to actually pick it up where we really saw that shift dramatically is when we start talking about the large national pizza chains pick up uh tends to wane and delivery starts to become ever more popular when we talk right. about the the big guys what's driving the impetus to pick up their pizzas at the pizzeria what do you think is driving that it is a perception of speed and freshness. So especially in the age of third-party delivery, the Grubhubs, the DoorDashes, the Ubers, and so on, um, I think the average US consumer, and we saw this in verbatim commentary from our study where we actually asked for some qualitative feedback, um, some open-ended responses from the survey takers, um, was the general perception is that if I'm having my pizza delivered, it's not coming out of the oven, going into the box, going straight in somebody's car and straight to my home. The odds are good that there's a stop or two somewhere along the way, right? So, you know, if it's an Uber Eats uh, or a DoorDasher, they're doing multiple orders at a time from multiple sorts of businesses. And who knows where I fall in that queue. So my pizza might be sitting in somebody's car when it goes to another restaurant, then to another person's house, and then finally uh, to my home. So I think the average consumer knows that there is one way and one way only to be absolutely sure that that pizza is making no stops between the oven and the house. And that's just to pick it up. Right. And as that pizza is sitting in that box, it's steaming and losing quality. It's getting it's soggy. Right. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. So, so picking it up is the, you're right. The one way to know that it's, it's going to get to the house. And Mandy, you know what I do? I mean, I turn on the, the, the heater in my passenger seat. I don't know if anybody else <laughs> does this, but when I, when I'm about ready to get to that pizzeria, I turn on the seat warmer, and so I put the pizza down on that seat warmer, and I put the favorite pizza on the bottom, the one that I really want to stay hot. And I swear to awesome? God, it works. I don't, I'm like, that's my personal pizza hack. I'm going to start doing that now because I've got heated seats in my car. That's a great idea. So with the rise of mobile ordering, is it worth a pizza brand's energy to focus time and money on online ordering or are apps where it's at now? So I, if I were opening a pizzeria today, I'd probably, I, I mean, I might be crazy, but I might actually skip the online ordering and I want to double down on apps. And that's for a, a wide range of reasons. But when we look at future generations, Gen Z's in particular, um, and how younger people like to order and just conduct business and life in general, it tends to be um, app based. And so if you were to ask me, you know, can a can a small pizzeria chain or a local pizzeria uh afford to to generate an app to create an app and have an app-based ordering experience 
I'd say you can't afford not to. Okay. Now that could be like you're you're jumping on the back of an app like Slice that is specifically designed to support the local pizzeria that is different per se from an Uber Eats DoorDash experience. But absolutely, I need to be able to order on an app. It needs to be as intuitive of an ordering experience as going through Amazon. And oh, by the way, that also needs to be where your rewards program lives. And that's a big reason why apps are so important is because the consumer of tomorrow is demanding rewards programs. Yes, absolutely. So when customers are ordering online or ordering are they are on these apps, what are they looking for in terms of ease of use? So again, like I mentioned, it needs to be intuitive. And when we asked, uh, you know, to what degree do you feel that uh, a restaurant's online ordering systems are easy to use? And we excluded in this question, we excluded the third parties like DoorDash and Grubhub. You know, we had only 46% of people rated as somewhat easy to use and only 37% said very easy. So we've got kind of a block of about 16% of consumers that aren't calling the ordering experience easy. And I, I'll go back to Amazon, you know, we're all prime members. Uh, none of us ever had to take the class. We never had to take the class on how to order on Amazon. We just, figured it out That's a good point. and so you've got to go through user experience design and testing and be very very thoughtful about you know if i want and this is something that domino's does very very well if i want pepperoni on my pizza but i only want it on half of my pizza that needs to be simple that needs to be so simple i shouldn't have to type that into the notes that should be a graphical selection that's simple, that's easy to understand, where language almost becomes irrelevant because everything is so visual about what that pizza is going to look like when it reaches my home. So when customers are ordering online versus a mobile app, what are their top concerns? Is it temperature? Is it freshness? Is it speed? Is it accuracy? What are they looking for? Yeah, great question. Accuracy is number one, my friend. I, who wants their pizza to be wrong? Right. You know, and especially if you go back to what I talked about earlier, where we still have about 50% of consumers looking to pick up their pizza. Who wants to order their pizza, drive down to the pizzeria, pick it up, get home and find out that it was wrong. You know, um, I had a case with one of my local pizzerias. I live here in Charleston, South Carolina. The pizza, by the way, here is atrocious. So if somebody listening to this podcast could be our savior and get some really good New York style pizza to Charleston, South Carolina, that would be tremendous. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I called this local pizzeria. I ordered my pizza. I was getting my favorite, my, my buffalo chicken pizza. And when that buffalo chicken pizza arrived at my home, I ordered it through a third party because that's the only way you can order through this local pizzeria. The chicken was not cooked through. Oh. And this was at a time I had recently broken my leg. I was unable to drive. And the pizzeria said, well, if you want to drive down, you know, we'll get you a new pizza. And when I expressed to them that I couldn't do that, their answer to me was, well, go back in the app and order it again. And we'll prioritize your order. Well, that app comes with a service fee. You know, it was like 3 or $4 service fee that I was going to have to incur again. So bottom line is it was a mess. I can't imagine any 
you know, generally speaking, when you order a pizza and it's wrong, it's never a simple process because you want to eat now. You don't want to have to wait for the delivery person to come back down. You don't want to have to leave your house and go get the pizza. So I think no matter where you order, but especially with online, because you don't get that peace of mind of always having the order read back to you by a human being. Yeah, you get to read it on the screen, but it's not quite the same. You don't get that warm, fuzzy blanket of hearing the person say, this is this is your order. Um, so absolutely accuracy, which scored 34% uh, in our study. That was the number one response on concerns. Number two, by the way, was temperature and freshness at about 31%. And, and that's kind of in the same bucket as accuracy you know if you think about it is if it's cold and if it's not fresh well that's wrong too either way i need another pizza either way i'm not getting the full enjoyment and pleasure out of the pizza so accuracy at 34 percent. very shortly thereafter at 31 percent uh temperature and freshness is the big concerns there was a strong preference among these respondents for domino's as a leading brand followed by papa john's as a fairly distant second um, these were the only double-digit brands. Right. Why do you think the top two ranks are in this position? And do you believe this survey to represent national trends? You know, I mean, the big guys are the big guys just due to volume. And so, you know, when you have a gazillion pizzerias around America, you're you're going to inherently come up as a top choice for folks. And so uh, I do find that um, uh, Domino's, and by the way, it was Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut was number two. Oh, okay. uh, I do that Domino's and Pizza Hut will inherently always start to bubble up the top. Um, but, you know, I also have to kind of give credence, Mandy, to the fact that this was a national panel and national panels just by by premise of research methodologies. We don't tend to often get great um, uh, impact and drive uh, into small towns. You know, so survey respondents tend to be in larger areas, more urban areas where you're more likely to find the Domino's, the Pizza Hut's and less likely to find, you know, Joe's Main Street Pizza. So um, I think we all love the, po the, the the local pizzeria. I think Americans inherently have a affinity and a love for the local pizzeria. The problem is that the local pizzeria, much like banks, you know, people are gravitating to big banks, Bank of America, City, and so on, because they have all the toys, they have all the tools. They're just so easy to work with. They're so tech focused. Uh, and I would argue much the same for the Domino's, the Pizza Hut's, the Caesar's, the John's, the Marco's is like, it's not a difficult ordering experience. And the pizza's fine, like it's good. It's not like, you know, John's a bleaker in New York City, but like, but we're good. We're okay. I mean, Portnoy isn't like running the domino saying that's the best pizza in the world. He's going to New Haven, Connecticut. But yet still Domino's is crushing it out there and Pizza Hut is crushing it out there because consumers really do appreciate ease of use. There's good value, fair price, honest rewards, and it's just simple. It's a period of change for a lot of brands, including the pizza industry as a whole. Do you think this is a perfect time for, let's say, a dark horse to jump into the lead spot for America's go-to hmm. pizza or for a legacy brand to double down on new strategies to take the top spot? I think you already saw a legacy brand do the double down. And it was, I don't know what, seven or eight years ago, Domino's shocked the world and said, our pizza stinks. 
we're changing our recipe. And that was a massive moment in food period, just in the food industry. I mean, can you imagine Burger King or Taco Bell coming out saying, you know what, guys, our food isn't what it used to be. It kind of stinks. So we're just going to start from scratch. We're going to start all over again. Right. And that's what Domino's did. And so I think the challenge relative to your question about the dark horse, though, Mandy, is again, it goes to scale. You know, who's big enough? to really rock the boat and make something crazy happen. And here's the only way I could really see that happening is it's got to come out of a ghost kitchen because I just don't see uh, a pizzeria being able to create the retail footprint big enough to compete with your Domino's, your pizza and so on. But if all of a sudden it's a ghost kitchen setting with third party delivery, and this thing's in a warehouse somewhere, now the real estate problem has really just changed dramatically. And maybe, you know, somebody comes out with like an amazing craft pizza, coal fired, you know, again, that's sort of like Dave Portnoy ranks it at 9.1 style pizza, then maybe. Okay. So Gen Z is, is changing everything for multiple industries. What should pizza brands plan to do in the next three to five years specifically to win this prize demographic? And what's more, keep them brand loyal. I I mean, we talked about the apps already and we talked about rewards already. And those are two big ones, Mandy. Like if you want Gen Z's to consistently order from your brand, you got to have an app. You've got to have a rewards program. I, you know, I'll reference Domino's again. I think that that was a great Gen Z millennial play when they enhanced their app to the point where you could drop a pin in the middle of a park and they'd find you. You know, you were no longer tethered to an office or a home address to get pizza delivery. And that was a cry out to the lifestyle of Gen Z and millennials. So I think that's a big one. Consistency is a third. I think every generation has demanded consistency, but I think Gen Z's and millennials are really holding that accountable. And then the final thing that I would say the pizzerias need to think about, whether you're Domino's or you're Joe's Main Street and everything in between, is you have to be unapologetically authentic. Gen Z's are craving authentic experiences. And there's a little bit of throwback too. We have a pizzeria just opened here in town and they're making milkshakes and it's bar style pizza. And there's an arcade with retro games in there. That is a Gen Z play right there because it's an experience-based pizzeria and not just simply some pizza joint where I called, I ordered, I got my pizza and it was fine. They want legit, authentic experiences. And so if you can break that mold a little bit and give that Gen Z something different with all the technology wrapped in, it's sort of a it's sort of a um a double-edged sword. It's a contradiction of sorts where, where here I'm saying deliver this authentic in-person experience, but with a great digital arm. Okay. But that's what Gen Z is looking for. Yeah, they they really are. My daughter's is, you know, my daughter's 19 and that's what she's looking for. She's looking for an experience and not just an experience, a great experience that's that's going to rival other experiences that she's having at the time. So no doubt. Um, no yeah. doubt. So if our listeners want to do a similar study for themselves, what can you offer them? Thanks for asking, Mandy. First of all, 
I think that particularly local pizzerias should not be afraid to run a study like this or have the perception that it's too expensive. I think knowledge is power. Data-driven decisions are really important. And for a local pizzeria or maybe even a group of pizzerias to get together to understand how their local consumers feel is the ultimate weapon to compete against the big guys like Domino's and Pizza Hut. Um, and so if uh, any group would like to run a study similar to this, we're able to do it literally down to the zip code. So a pizzeria or group of pizzeria could reach out to us, say, hey, we need to understand how pizza lovers in these 10 zip codes feel about their ordering experience. If you reach out to us and you can email me, I'll give you my email address a couple of times, but it's ejkritz at eighthpower.com and eighth power is spelled A-T-H power.com it would be my absolute pleasure to offer any pizzeria because i'm a pizza lover we'll give you 20 percent off performing a study just like this within your own market so again you can send me an email or you can just go to our website and submit there's a form right there you can reach out that'll hit me up my inbox directly our website is eighthpower.com a-t-h-power.com and if you want to email me it's as simple as ej crits k-r-i-t-z at eighthpower.com and i'll love to reach out love to chat and love to get you that 20 percent off so we can keep local pizza going wonderful thank you for offering that so that should do it for us today on our podcast and we will catch you next time